0: Do I think that there's organized crime in Puerto Rico? Yes. Do I think there's organized crime in the Bahamas? Yes. Do I think that organized crime is in crypto? Yes. Do I think that organized crime possibly just stole a bunch of money from people through FTX? Maybe. Yeah. And do I think that organized crime is uh, has a little bit more uh, influence in our United States government than a lot of people want to believe and admit to? Definitely. And so I could see financial organized crime protecting FTX if they're in on this multi-billion dollar theft.
1: listening to the Flirting with Bitcoin podcast. I'm Mandana.
0: And I'm Ian. And and we're we're the the Recephes.
1: My husband Ian is a Bitcoin enthusiast, but I am not. Each week he tries to teach me something about Bitcoin and Bitcoin adoption. We have a lot of fun with it.
0: But I'm not trying to overwhelm you with technical analysis and price targets, babe.
1: You promise?
0: I promise. And
1: I promise we won't overwhelm you with ads. That's because we operate on the value for value business model. What's that? Instead of reading off a bunch of ads, we're going to keep things a little more personal, intimate, if you will. If you enjoy the show, meaning it brings you some value, consider supporting us. That support can be sharing the pod on your socials, recommending us to a friend, and yes, even sending us some money.
0: And since I'm the Bitcoiner, I prefer Bitcoin. And you can send us some on our favorite podcasting app, Fountain.
1: If you want to learn more about the pod, go to flirtingwithbitcoin.com and our about page to learn the different ways you can support the show.
0: And if you're new here or not, make sure you check out the Satoshi Savings Calculator on the site. It's a little app that I built that enables you to set a goal for how much Bitcoin you want to acquire while also reinforcing certain Bitcoin concepts like the having and Satoshis. And since I know Bitcoiners are all about their privacy, the app works completely in airplane mode and only saves data to your browser's local storage.
1: To all our fountainheads out there, keep making and sharing clips of the show. We may make the content, but without you, all I'm really doing here is flirting with my husband in front of a microphone. Y'all ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, Ian. Hey, Mandana. Hola.
0: Guten tag.
1: Buongiorno.
0: Konnichiwa. Bonjour. And howdy.
1: Howdy, y'all. So I have actually been away from Ian for a few days, so... Freedom! Yeah, he was living the wildlife without me. <laughs> I think he spent the whole weekend coding
0: what was it four days yeah three out of the four days
1: three out of the four days he was just working because i'm such a fun distraction for him normally he doesn't get anything done
0: your words not mine
1: yeah i don't you wanted this you have nothing (laughs) to say to that nope (laughs) you wanted this you signed up for this
0: on the advice of my counsel i have nothing to say (laughs) yeah
1: you're the one you proposed to me okay let's not forget What's the time, babe?
0: The current time is seven six six zero one seven, and we are nine hundred and fifty two blocks since our last recording.
1: And if I give you one U.S. dollar, how many acres can I get on Bitcoin Island?
0: Currently, you can get five thousand eight hundred and sixty five acres. Oh,
1: okay. So it's gotten it's gone up a bit. No, I what's mean, that face? <laughs> uh, when you
0: say up, like the price, it the fiat price of Bitcoin has gone yeah, up. Yeah, yes. yeah,
1: yeah. I went to Miami thinking that I was going to be just like dropping Bitcoin left and right, going and paying for all the things that I wanted with the strike app. And that was not the case. I didn't seek it out. Like I didn't pull up like, oh, which businesses accept crypto. But I never saw it at any of the registers. But I do have a funny story for you guys. Um, The first night I was outside of a restaurant. We were waiting to get seated in the street. This guy Pulls up to one of my friends or walks up to one of my friends and he is, uh, (laughs) Hey, do you know anything about NFTs? And she's like, I do know. And she does. She's very well versed in this stuff. And she said, I do know what an NFT is. And he goes, okay, great. Well, like I can like hook you up with some NFTs. All you have to do is scan this barcode. And he like, you know, stretches out his t-shirt and there's like a barcode on his t-shirt And he's like, scan this, and you can get 100 NFTs. Sorry,
0: barcode or QR code?
1: A QR code.
0: I mean, it could have been a barcode. I know. Oh, my God, am I
1: showing my age? Crap. uh, It was a QR code. So he's like, scan this. And my friend was just, I think, thrown for a loop. So she was like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, just take your phone and scan this. And that's when I step in, and I'm like... NFTs are scams. No, we're not doing this. Because in my mind, I'm like, best case scenario, he's trying to give her some NFTs. Worst case scenario, he's trying to like, get her phone information and hack the shit out of her. So I say, NFTs are scams. And his immediate response is, NFTs are what? And I said, scams. And he's pretending he doesn't know what the word scam is. (laughs) and then i say no nfts are scams they're all scams and i point to like you know the whole group i was with and i was like none of these girls are allowed to fuck with nfts like you can leave and he tries to say something else to me and i say i have a whole podcast sir about how nfts are scams you can leave now <laughs> and i don't even know how he took that but he walked away
0: well, got him to leave
1: i got him to leave but i just thought it was so funny because They are all scams. He knew it. I knew it. You know, but you would think that if you're out here in these streets, literally in these streets trying to push an NFT scam and someone says, isn't it a scam? They would have a talking point ready to combat that. But he just pretended like he didn't understand what I was saying.
0: (laughs) I mean... I'm sure he hasn't encountered a lot of people that have that visceral reaction to it. That's yeah. why he doesn't have a talking point.
1: Yeah, he he, he thought like we were a good plus, mark. Plus you're
0: at Art Basil, so like there's a bunch of Art people. Art Basil, that, yeah. Sorry, you're at Art Basil.
1: I got corrected a million times this weekend, so now it's my job to correct other people.
0: Oh, is it also Abitha?
1: Abitha, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um So
0: yeah, I mean people at Art Basil aren't necessarily up on crypto and so you have a large population of people that are coming in very easy to scam
1: yeah and i think um it's
0: the new tourist trap
1: definitely tourist trap amongst all the other ones that happen in in south beach But I did think it was a little exciting that I saw, like, a crypto scammer in person. Mm -hmm. It was exhilarating, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had protected my own uh, people (laughs) against it. So super on theme on what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. The only other time I saw, like, Bitcoin stuff or crypto stuff was going into the entitled art uh, exhibit that was on South Beach. Like, the actual beach cash app had a bunch of signs and people that said, free Bitcoin. And I, it, I'm assuming it was like, you know, sign up with uh, Cash App and maybe get $5 in Bitcoin. I didn't really see exactly what they were doing, but I already had Cash App. We were just trying to get into the, the event, so we didn't stop it. But one of my friends did say, oh, my God, free Bitcoin. And I looked and I said, this might be legit, but never go anywhere that's trying to give you bi- free Bitcoin. So, I, like, immediately I was like, is this a scam too? But I feel like Cash App checks out. But who knows? Can we trust anyone?
0: I don't know what free Bitcoin they were giving away, but Cash App is giving away Bitcoin that you can take out of Cash App. Yeah. So it's like Strike, right? Strike gives you, what, $5, $10? That's what I was thinking. You convert it to Bitcoin or not.
1: I mean, we give away free Bitcoin for listening to our pod, so... I mean, There's we don't to... technically
0: give it away. Fountain gives it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, if someone's offering you NFTs, run. If someone's offering you anything other than Bitcoin, run. If someone's offering you Bitcoin, hear them out.
1: <laughs> but also
0: know that it's if they're giving you free yeah. Bitcoin, there is something that they want in return. Yeah. It might be your personal information. It might be access to your phone. Mm-hmm. You don't know.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, I mean that was a little disappointing. I had a really great time, but related to like the topic of our podcast, I don't have much to report and I'm a little bummed about that. I was excited to like, you know, make my first purchase in Bitcoin, but maybe, you know, we're we're going on a couple of other trips and so maybe we'll be able to use Bitcoin there. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. right. So super rare that Ian and I have not been together for a couple of days. Usually the most part is a few hours. Um, but I'm sure there's a lot for you to update me on. I know that FTX is still unraveling or is it the SBF stuff that's unraveling or is that one in the same? I mean,
0: SBF is FTX. Like, like he is FTX. But is
1: the company completely shut down? Are people still making transactions on the exchange? No,
0: everyone is locked out. Mm -hmm. Um, The company is in restructuring, bankruptcy restructuring. Mm. And there are people now that are trying to figure out what
1: happened. Is Larry David under arrest?
0: Not yet. Not
1: yet. Ooh.
0: and ironically, I think if any one of those celebrities that were hyping FTX, during the last, like, year or two, I think he probably has the best out <laughs> based on the commercial where he's basically skeptical yeah. about FTX, the entire commercial. Yeah. Like,
1: And what th- jury would convict Larry David? I mean, like, Who would have it in their hearts?
0: I mean, like, his shtick <laughs> is just to be skeptical of everything. So, yeah. like, I, I think he's probably... Again, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, But no, he's not under arrest. Okay. The thing about FTX right now is that the entire crypto space is focused on it. Like the eye of Sauron is now focused on FTX. And that is not something that anyone wants, right? Let alone a person who probably committed fraud in a very easy to identify way. A lot of people have just been doing independent research and then posting what they found on Twitter. And some of the stuff that people have found is just like, it kind of contradicts what he's been saying and the other big update is that he's been running around running his mouth and then data is conflicting with what he's trying to say it's very curious i don't know why he's doing this i have some suspicions i understand why he might want to get ahead of it and like say his piece but when you listen to him talk just stop talking yeah like
1: is he being coherent no yeah i mean i would i would imagine that he's trying to like control the narrative I mean, he's trying to
0: portray what happened as an inexperienced CEO mm-hmm. making mistakes. All CEOs make mistakes. You know, I've worked at a bunch of startups. It's it's not easy to run a company, especially early stages of a company. But the data is kind of showing that you actually kind of knew what was going on. And it's actually being confirmed like insiders have been talking to different... Uh, different people that are like investigating this, basically confirming like it's impossible for him to have not known X, Y, or Z. So And when X,
1: he... Y, or Z being fraudulent activity?
0: Fraudulent activity. Like we okay. don't really like, I know this is like really a conversation between you and me, and I don't want to go deep into everything. Yeah. But basically like he's presenting it as honest mistakes. The data and the people that were around him are presenting it as no, this is not an honest mistake. This was intentional fraud. This was intentional fraud. fraud. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so when he's out there giving all these press tours and like answering these questions, almost everything that he's saying is being contradicted by someone who was like close to him.
1: Didn't Elizabeth Holmes kind of do this as well?
0: I honestly don't know the full story of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, but this is in the same vein. Right,
1: like when things first kind of broke that, oh, this is not what we thought it was, she tried to explain herself.
0: Yeah, and again, like, everyone's going to try to do that. I think that's just natural.
1: That's the thing. I, I don't think that's necessarily the reaction that everyone has in those situations. I think a lot of people go silent.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happened back with Terra Luna, yeah. right? Will like, Smith
1: went silent after that slap. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slap heard around the world. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, Terra Luna, uh, Doquan went silent for a couple mm-hmm. days. Uh, when Celsius blew up, whatever that guy's name was, Alex m whatever his last name is he went silent for a couple Mm -hmm. days sbf went silent for a couple days the difference is that like do kwan and alex they're not out doing media tours they're not out they're hiding
1: yeah exactly
0: this guy literally just spoke at a like conference on financial stuff like a week ago
1: what did he have to say at this conference Um, It's bad enough that they hosted him, right?
0: I mean, if you saw the list of people that were also speaking, it kind of makes sense. That's where I think this story is so fascinating. is that
1: Like, wasn't Mark Zuckerberg speaking at this conference? He was
0: on the list of people to speak.
1: Which I think is so interesting because Meta just did massive layoffs, right? And wouldn't that suggest that your business is not doing well, but somehow you still are accepted into this realm of like here you talk as someone who knows what the fuck they're talking about
0: i mean there's a difference between your business isn't doing well and your business is going out of business
1: yes i understand that
0: facebook does make money Yeah. And has not lost anyone's money.
1: Yes, I understand that. Don't
0: make me defend Facebook.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She just did. Um, I understand that, but I still think that there's like this element of gaslighting in a situation like that where you are still having someone come and speak as if What they have to say is going to be profound and insightful and they're a leading mind in this world and they're succeeding and you listen to what they're going to say because it matters because they get it. And it's like, no, do you get it? Because you just ruined the lives of so many of your employees. You took away their livelihoods right before a recession when you're one of the richest men in America, right? Oh, but come speak at this conference. No, see, I. And then SBF is also still invited to come speak because what he has to say is somehow valuable and worth the time of people who are going to be paying to attend this conference.
0: I think I saw like it was like $2,500 a ticket yeah, or something. Yeah, those like that, conferences.
1: Right? yeah of course, uh, people's <laughs> companies, their jobs pay for those. So it's like this, and that's another little pyramid scheme that conferences do. But mm-hmm. it's just, ugh, it's just scam after scam. It is, it is. But the, the thing about
0: SBF that I think is the most interesting, not even SBF, but this whole just FTX scam that has been basically spun up and played out in a very short amount of time. I don't even think FTX was three years old. In a short amount of time, it went from unknown platform, which is very, it's not like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like those things have been around for over a decade. It goes from unknown platform to number two trading platform for crypto in the world to bankrupt. That life cycle, I don't think anyone has really seen play out that fast. Companies die all the time. Not necessarily they go bankrupt. Technically, that's how all companies have to end, right? We're no longer making money. How do we get out of this? Throw your hands in the air, declare bankruptcy. All the higher ups take their cut on the way out the door and everyone else is left holding the bag. That's just par for the course. But the fact that it happened in such a compressed amount of time makes it appear more and more and more likely like a very specifically manicured scam. The fact that he's not in custody and not in jail and was speaking at a conference and has been answering questions and doing interviews as though those set of facts do not make you think that it's a scam, that, oh, let me hear him out. Mm -hmm. I want to hear how this went bad. It's like you're, if you're a person that's enabling him to have that conversation i just am suspect and i think you're in on it and that's what i think is so fascinating about this is that the people that are letting him speak if they're in on it which i believe they are it's a very interesting list of people
1: who are these people
0: uh major news organizations Mm -hmm. he's been doing interviews all the past week Mm -hmm. so like it's not a specific person it's just he's been doing interview after interview after interview and everyone's asking him roughly the same questions he's giving them roughly the same answers however he made a mistake. He's made a bunch of mistakes, but he made a mistake. He, uh, he went on a um, Twitter space, which if you don't know what a Twitter space is, it's like Clubhouse. And if you don't know what Clubhouse <laughs> is, it's uh, a group chat where people talk instead of using their thumbs. They use their voice.
1: Oh, okay. Do you have video too?
0: No. These are just pure audio.
1: Oh, interesting. So
0: Clubhouse kind of popularized this and then Twitter was like, we can do that.
1: Should we do that?
0: Should we do what?
1: A Twitter space?
0: We could.
1: Do we have anything to say?
0: <laughs> I don't think our product fits the Twitter space. Okay. Uh, like, use case?
1: Yeah. Is it usually, like, arguments? Yeah, it is. It's
0: not that it's arguments. It's that our... our
1: Conflict sells, baby.
0: It's not our... Well, sure. Do so you
1: guys want us to go on Twitter space next time we have a fight?
0: <laughs> I won't show up. So you can go on there and
1: just have it I'll be it like, out. guys, you're not going to believe what Ian did. <laughs>
0: I will not show up to that. Um, <laughs> he went on this Twitter space and it was a bunch of a, a bunch of alleged scammers, mm-hmm. right? He was answering questions and he's popular to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's popular to everyone, which might be how he got caught up. Um, but there's a YouTuber called Coffeezilla. Mm-hmm. And his whole shtick is he busts scammers. He gets them to talk and he basically exposes their scams. He did one very recently with um, this like YouTuber that was trying to pump some crypto on yep. his stream, uh-huh. basically thought he had his microphone off, was caught saying a bunch of stuff on a hot mic. And then trying to come back and say like, oh, like, that's not what I said. It's like, dude, we all heard what his you own
1: s-. mic, like, his own the, mic, in the yeah. comfort of his own home. In his own he home. He didn't right? know it was on. Okay. And I
0: think, and, I, and if I recall correctly, they had like a fake Christian Ronaldo, like sitting in the room with him, pretending to be Christian Ronaldo. But it obviously was not Christian Who Ronaldo. Who
1: are these people? Right?
0: In his defense, <laughs> it did look like Christian Ronaldo, but if you know anything. Oh, okay. Like it wasn't
1: it, just someone. It looked uh, like a voice actor. It
0: looked like him, but if you understand that Christian Ronaldo's like this ridiculous athlete, the dude's body
1: oh. just did not look
0: <laughs> like Christian Ronaldo. Like, oh, he's really
1: letting himself Like, down. I don't,
0: don't, you know, whatever. I'm a dude. I respect other dudes. I look at their bodies to be like, man, I need to do some push ups. That guy was in my camp. <laughs> he was not in the... You're beautiful, baby. He was not in the Christian album. Anyway, <laughs> so he just recently busts... He, he busts scammers. Um, that's his thing, right? Yeah. So he was in this Twitter space. And he asked Sam a very generalized question. But his answer was so ridiculous that he just kept asking like follow-up questions. And Sam was like trying to talk his way out of it. And CoffeeZilla was just not having it. I think it was like a 20 minute, 30 minute exchange. Mm -hmm. I really think that like listening to that and then going and listening to all these like interviews that he's been doing with major media Mm -hmm. outlets. It shows that like if you're not asking him these questions, in my opinion, you're in on it. Mm -hmm. And CoffeeZilla, he only it was only like 15, 20 minutes. Sam's done hours worth of interviews. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to see a clip where he's been grilled in that fashion.
1: Interesting. So,
0: like, to me, it's like...
1: Do you think Sam would come on our podcast?
0: God, no. <laughs> he would not. I mean, he he might be dumb enough to.
1: Let's invite him.
0: But, uh, yeah, this is an open invitation, Sam. If you want to come on the, <laughs> the Fortin' with Bitcoin podcast and explain how you ran a crypto exchange and had zero Bitcoin, I will gladly have that conversation. But... um.
1: I I got some questions.
0: But yeah, I mean, again. Just,
1: you know, very innocent. This Bitcoiner's wife is just trying to understand Bitcoin and like in the crypto space.
0: Sure. Angel um,
1: halo on my head. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so, yeah, like that CoffeeZilla exchange was just very telling when you compare that to quote unquote professional journalism.
1: Yeah, and I think... There have to be some agreements that are made in advance of those interviews because they just want to get those interviews. Mm -hmm. And so he's probably running the show to some extent, regardless of whether or not those media outlets are in on it. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the base layer of how these interviews are, are at all getting initiated.
0: Sure. There was a guy who back in April basically sent a story to a major news outlet. And he said, hey, I think this FTX site is a scam. I think it's going to blow up. I think it's going to cause a lot of people to lose a lot of money. Here's all the evidence that I have. Mm -hmm. And according to him, their response was, thanks, but we can't run this. It'll be bad for business. And his response to that was like, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers, so I didn't make a big stink about it but here it is blowing up almost exactly the way that I sent them this news article saying it was going to blow up and their reason for not running it was it's bad for business. Mm -hmm. Now fast forward, I forget which outlet it was, but he's doing interviews with that outlet, (laughs) right? So like exposing the scam is bad for business, but interview him after it blows up is good for business. And that I think is the most telling. And that I think is why someone like CoffeeZilla is really the only person who can let alone ask the questions, but kind of expose like your answers are nonsensical and ridiculous. Whereas these major news outlets are letting him give those answers and just moving on. So why they're doing that, I don't know. But I highly suspect that the FTX scam is going to be exposed to be a lot bigger than just some 20-something ran a company into the ground because he mislabeled some money.
1: So is he a puppet?
0: Seen what other people have said about him. I've never listened to this guy talk except for that CoffeeZilla interview. He does not strike me as an intelligent person. So the fact that he was like made out to be this wonder kid who was like going to change the world is like this altruistic billionaire. Say what you will about Elon Musk. But when he talks and explains very complex things, it's like, wow, he has some understanding of like how to build a spaceship,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: He has some understanding of how to build... An electric car and why it's very challenging for certain parts of that process this guy just kind of seems to be like yeah i made a mistake i don't know like he doesn't seem to actually understand how ftx was running so either a he's lying yeah
1: couldn't that be an act
0: that's my point is that neither one of these options are good for him either a he's lying and understands completely what was going on and is at that point totally in on it and not a puppet or b he's a complete moron who a bunch of people in Silicon Valley poured billions of dollars into this company. After realizing that he's a moron, someone told them to give him that money. There was some incentive to give money to this kid who objectively, to me, when he speaks, sounds dumb. I would not give him any money. (laughs) Like, maybe I'm a little more, like, careful with my money because I don't have as much as Sequoia. But like Sequoia's whole job is to go find companies that are run in theory by competent people that are going to have a return on an investment. This guy does not give off those vibes. I never had a conversation with him. I never was on the phone to write a hundred million dollar check to him. But had I been, I wouldn't have written that check just from this interview with CoffeeZilla. And to just like put the bow on all of this.
1: Tie it up, babe.
0: There's a very, I guess at this point now, legendary. That's in air quotes and funny for a reason in a moment. There's a legendary story that when he was on the call with Sequoia, he was playing video games, Mm -hmm. right? That's like kind of canon of this whole story. Allegedly, I haven't heard it yet, but a lot of people...
1: Ooh, he was playing video games?
0: Even better. A lot of people are like, if you turn up the game, like if you're listening to it and you turn up the volume, you can hear him. You can hear the clicking. He's playing games. Jeez. You can hear the clicking. And I'm just like, I mean, eventually I'll go do it. But the people that are saying it, it's like I kind of just trust that, that that's true because it's already kind of been said once before. So even after all this blows up, he's still giving interviews playing video games. Allegedly, typical
1: Allegedly. millennial sounds a lot like me during work. I'm kidding. I don't I don't play video games, <laughs> but maybe I would if I if I did. I don't know. I've
0: never played video games during a a conference call. I've paused video games for a conference call.
1: Aw, man with integrity. Uh,
0: But I've never played video games during a call. That just seems ripe for screaming an obscenity (laughs) in the (laughs) middle of a meeting.
1: Okay, so I... So what's going on with the other folks who lived in that penthouse in the Bahamas? Any consequences for them?
0: So in that grilling that Coffeezilla did, he kind of kept referencing, like, I've talked to people, like insiders that have, like, come to me, and they're saying X. So he's been talking to people that were, like, in the Bahamas and involved in all of this. Um, it seems like none of like the underlings are really in trouble. Um, I don't see anybody like talking about like, you know, free insert so-and-so because they've been arrested. So it seems like if there's any trouble to be had, it's all going to be at the, you know, the C-suite level, Sam being the CEO. And then this other guy Wang, I think being the CFO, um, or CTO. One of the things I think we might've, I might've talked to you about this off the podcast, but you know, when this whole thing blew up, a bunch of money went missing, from ftx right like there was a hack mm-hmm. air quotes here and everyone was trying to figure out what was going on well one of the stories that's come out is that the bahamian 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 the government of the bahamas mm-hmm. basically ordered him to take money out of ftx that they're now holding which i find that very interesting so it's not a hack okay allegedly Um, Again, a lot of this information is like kind of corroborated, but not. But that's like a storyline. That's a plot line that's going on is that it wasn't a hack. It's that Sam or someone with the ability took it out of FTX and handed it over to the government of the Bahamas, this like regulatory agency for this uh, bankruptcy proceedings. Um, So that's wild, right? Because they kind of let the story run that it was a hack. Hmm. So if that's the case, it's like, okay, that's odd. But then it begs the question, so wait, you had a backdoor to just take money out of this company? Isn't that what you're being accused of doing? And you're saying that that backdoor didn't exist? Mm -hmm. So there's that. But there also was some money that was taken that was, it appears to be a hack. And they're trying to launder it through the crypto network now. They converted it from whatever they took to, I think, Ether. And then they converted it from Ether to this other type of Ether called Wrapped Ether and then they tried to like get it to other exchanges and sell it. And so a lot of exchanges, I think one of them was uh, OKCoin kind of came out and was like, yeah, we're aware of what's going on. We're monitoring it. So like that part is definitely happening. Like OKCoin acknowledged like we've traced it. We're seeing what everyone else is seeing and we're going to try to block the sale of this allegedly stolen money.
1: But couldn't they just buy Bitcoin?
0: Well, this goes back to a very fundamental point of Bitcoin is that it's all it's all on a public ledger. And so if they had taken it, which again, FTX had no Bitcoin. Yeah. Zero. You could buy Bitcoin on FTX, but they didn't have it. It was paper Bitcoin, which is like a whole other episode that we could do. But it was paper Bitcoin. It's an IOU. And when you say, I want to take my Bitcoin out of FTX, they go find it and give it to you. Mm -hmm. But they don't have it. So there was no Bitcoin to steal, allegedly. And whatever they stole, I think it was Ethereum. Or some other tokens. It's not yeah, not important. They just stole some crypto, and then they converted it into uh, ether and then wrapped ether to try to like launder it, which is ironic. Laundered through Ethereum, not through Bitcoin. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And the reason why is people have already been caught trying to launder stolen Bitcoin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's kind of been shown. If you steal Bitcoin, yeah, you might be able to hold it and you might be able to send it to someone else and they might give you goods and services. But if you ever try to take it out on one of these off ramps, whether it's, you know, Kraken or Gemini or Coinbase or whatever, they will catch you at the off ramps. So my theory is that whoever stole this knew that because <laughs> they were criminals. So they probably understood how the people that got caught got caught using Bitcoin mm-hmm. and thought that they had a... A better way of doing it. Remember that developer that got arrested yeah, in the Netherlands? Yeah, I do. The tool that he is in trouble for, it was an Ethereum tool. Uh huh. Fast forward, FTX had money stolen and it's being laundered through Ethereum. So, did that guy kind of build a tool that was going to be used to do this? Unknowingly? Knowingly or yeah. unknowingly? In the last, whatever, six months all these things that kind of didn't make sense are all starting to kind of like converge and it's just pointing to like Ethereum is where the criminals are. Mm -hmm. Whether it's real criminals or perceived criminals, Ethereum is where the criminals are. The government of the Netherlands arrested someone at the behest of the United States for building a tool to launder Ethereum. Not to launder Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. FTX got a bunch of money stolen from them and the person converted it to Ethereum to try to launder it. Like there's something about the Ethereum network that criminals like. And there's something about the Bitcoin network that is very, very scary to criminals.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's because it's an open ledger. Bitcoin is only for criminals, right? If you do any crime on the Bitcoin network, it's all traceable. So it's only a network of honest actors and people that are willing to roll the dice. But it's not a network of scammers. You know, you can scam Bitcoin in different ways, like what FTX was doing, front running and pumping and dumping and stuff like that. But the actual transactions, you don't want to launder money through Bitcoin. And I find it very telling that the person who stole this money from FTX chose Ethereum over Bitcoin. And that part of this conversation, I'm not saying it's not being talked about. I think that's being lost in the sauce.
1: It's absolutely being lost in the sauce because people are just using the term crypto. Exactly.
0: Where even in crypto, it's like they didn't launder this through Dogecoin. Mm -hmm. They didn't launder this through, you know, insert whatever. Mm -hmm. For some reason, they chose Ethereum. And I don't know if that's a setup to make Ethereum look bad or if there's some aspect of Ethereum that kind of facilitates that. Um,
1: Or it's just the most stable non-Bitcoin crypto for them to jump into. It's
0: got the highest liquidity, right? So after Bitcoin, Ethereum is the most liquid crypto that there is. So you can move a lot of money and kind of hide it. Whereas if you try to steal $500 million and move it through Monero... I would kind of show up like that would be a big day for the Monero network <laughs> when it comes to like the the other people at the agents at, at FTX, it doesn't seem like much is happening to them except for when she's not really at FTX, but the CEO of this allegedly separate sister company called Alameda, which a lot of these internet sleuths are kind of finding out that these were not separate companies. They were very much entwined. FTX was loaning money to Alameda. It was just a crazy cohabitation of funds. Um and people. Co mingling of funds and cohabitation yeah. of, of people.
1: So and she is what's her name?
0: Carolyn or Caroline Ellison.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um and so a funny story with her is that she was actually spotted in New York the other day. Um someone posted on Twitter like, you know, is this her? Uh-huh. And I mean, the irony is that this story is so big that I think the barista confirmed like, no, it was her. Dang. You know, like the person behind the counter knew who she was. And um, so then the question becomes, why isn't she in jail? Alameda's part of this scam. Alameda.
1: And she's on U.S. soil.
0: And she's on U.S. soil. And you got a picture of a general five block radius of where she is. So go grab her. Let's have some. Let's talk to her. Mm-hmm. Just want to talk to her. We grab brown people from all over the world just to talk to them.
1: Yeah.
0: I just want to talk to Carolyn. I don't want to do anything bad to her. I just want to talk to her, Mm -hmm. right? Well, someone, Twitter being Twitter, did a little, like, you know, sleuth thing, and they're like, well, actually, where she was spotted is only a couple blocks away from, like, an FBI field agency headquarters.
1: Mm. So maybe she is there talking to them. She's an informant.
0: Why she's out getting her own coffee instead of handcuffed to a table with coffee that's crappy being brought to her different rules for different people so i think that that's probably what's happening i think that she's definitely gonna roll on sam there's a lot of other things that she said in the past that lead me to believe that she was not actually okay with a lot of the things that were going on and um i don't want to say she was trapped because you can always leave um but i think that
1: but who knows you know i think we're looking at this like you know these are just a bunch of soft kids tech nerds what do they know but this is like mafia shit
0: well the reason why i'm giving her the benefit of the doubt is there's different reasons there's differences between her and sam
1: no i'm not saying that i'm saying like maybe she couldn't get out or maybe other people couldn't get out because it's like no you're gonna do this because this is how we're gonna wash all this money
0: well, we'll get to that because there's a story. Mm-hmm. There's another story of like the catching you up yeah, on FTX. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I'm saying like she is in a different position than Sam is that, you know, she had given some interviews in the past where she kind of said like they were coming with, with these ideas and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And then they would work out and she was like, well, maybe there's something I'm missing here. You know, like being CEO of a company, you have a bunch of allegedly smart people working for you. It's like, well, maybe... This is a thing. So I think that she gave a lot of those interviews when she didn't understand what the scam was. And I think between those interviews and then the thing blowing up, she definitely understood like what happened. And that's where she was trapped. Whether she's in New York to talk to the, the feds or not doesn't really matter. I think that at some point in the future, she will definitely testify. Now, that being said, I don't know if she's going to make it to testify.
1: Yeah, you think she's going to get killed?
0: I think she's being really reckless being seen at a coffee (laughs) shop in New York. Namely because the person behind the counter knows who you are. Yeah. You're not like this nameless person who just happens to be involved in something. And like
1: a lot of people are mad at her. A lot of people. So, but do you think like whoever was pulling the strings in the media to keep FTX's story from like really showing how many people were involved in the scam? Like, do you think... Those people might be going after her, too, if she's, like, speaking to the FBI.
0: I I can't really speculate on that. I'm just saying a crazy person with a gun might do crazy things. Yeah. And if someone's walking down the street and sees you, even if you have bodyguards.
1: Yeah. Door dash that shit, girl.
0: Regardless, like, (laughs) even if you have bodyguards, like, Reagan had bodyguards and got shot. Yeah. So getting shot... It's not hard. It's surviving getting shot. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like she's being reckless because I think she's a little, in my opinion, I think she's being a little naive as to what's going on, whereas Sam, he's staying in the Bahamas. Yeah. I think he's very aware of what's going on, and he ain't going to show up on U.S. soil without protection. Yeah. Now, why he's safe in the Bahamas, I think that's an even bigger question that yeah. we should ask because... So what, you're telling me no one in the Bahamas lost money because of this guy? Bahamas? I can find you in the Bahamas.
1: hmm
0: That's not a big place, right?
1: Yeah, none of this really makes sense.
0: None of it makes sense. And to bring it all back to what you're saying, like, I think she might be, uh, you know, mafia style trapped or whatever. Yeah. So like a month ago or a little over a month ago... Um, I forget his name. I didn't really know who he was, but there was a tweet this guy put out that basically was like, if anything happens to me, I just want you to know that I didn't kill myself. Um, But there's like some crazy stuff going on here in the Bahamas. Mm -mm. Um, And he said that basically they're running some type of like extortion ring or something like that out of the Bahamas and it involved crypto. This was a crypto guy. Mm -hmm. He said all this stuff on Twitter. And then showed up dead. Everyone, showed
1: up dead like his body?
0: He died. Okay. Allegedly drowning. In that moment, a lot of people were like, oh, this guy like had maybe some mental health issues. Yeah. And you know, he had been at least known to do like drugs and stuff like that. And he was I think he was like crypto rich, right? So he was just living a lifestyle that like caught up to him. Right
1: it's really easy to paint someone that Explain way. Explain it away
0: like that, right? Yeah. But now this FTX thing is blown up in the Bahamas and Sam's not in jail. And Carolyn's running running the streets
1: running in the streets Maybe running not in the, not running yeah. the streets I mean <laughs> two different things I
0: mean it might turn out Who that no she, she she's, could be the ring yeah yeah, no yeah yeah we have again no idea. this is all allegedly and I'm just speculating <laughs> and I'm not accusing anyone this but you
1: juicy stuff I cannot wait for the Netflix special
0: but that tweet in the context of FTX blowing up makes a lot more sense he was in Puerto Rico he died in Puerto Rico and he said that they were running a uh, running whatever he was describing and again I'll find the tweet and I'll put it in the the show notes but he said Puerto Rico and the Bahamas were where this like racket was being run out of. So, do I think that there's organized crime in Puerto Rico? Yes. Do I think there's organized crime in the Bahamas? Yes. Do I think that organized crime is in crypto? Yes. Do I think that organized crime possibly just stole a bunch of money from people through FTX? Maybe. Yeah. And do I think that Organized crime is uh, has a little bit more uh, influence in our United States government than a lot of people want to believe and admit to. Definitely. And so I could see financial organized crime protecting FTX if they're in on this multi-billion dollar theft.